Point Vista. It's a bonus episode. I'm Andrew. I'm here in an underground jazz club. That's right. We're watching a trio. They're up on stage and they are hot. They're spitting out some hot jazz. Sitting to my right at this circular table, we were lucky enough to snag a booth. Uh, snapping her fingers and bobbing her head around, she seems Fuck to off. really be enjoying the jazz. It's Lucy. I'm, I'm calling the cops on this one. The cops are good again. Don't wow. ever say such slanderous things about me being me, in a jazz hold on. club. Let me just get this right. You're, uh, you're calling the police to put a stop to a preeminent black form of music. Is that correct? Is that right? Wow, mm, Lucy. Wow. Well. Don't right worry, in. we're in Australia, so there's nobody black on stage. Um, and sitting to her right, uh, also snapping his fingers, saying things like, Bip, bop, woo! <laughs> it's, uh, it's Ben. Hey, Ben. I, uh, I once got scolded for talking too much at a jazz night. <laughs> at a party. <laughs> by on. the guy on stage. Oh! <laughs> I used to go to this rough. Like, weekly jazz night thing here at a... Uh, a bar in the city and I didn't really have that many friends at the time so I just get shit faced and go by myself and I like saw someone there and was just like chatting to them while this band was playing and then the guy got on the mic was like I just don't know what the deal is with people that just like come here to talk like aren't you here for the jazz and I was just like fuck you You're like I'm um, here because it's a bar <laughs> I'm here because I like drinking these weird five dollar German beers I've never heard of uh, I'm listening to some sweet jazz from a bunch of early 20-something Brisbaneites pretending to be uh, early 20-something Americans in the 50s. Uh, yeah, the problem is he's up there very carefully crafting the space in the notes that he's not playing. Mm. And in those spaces, people are only hearing Ben's voice say things like, Warhammer! <laughs> and <laughs> Dope Smoker! There's absolutely no way for them to know which note is not being played. And you know what? Retrospectively, I apologize. Hmm. Sitting to my left wearing a comically oversized fedora uh, with a very small feather in the brim. Uh, it's, it's toppling around. He can't keep it sitting upright. It keeps covering his eyes and also knocking the straw out of his drink. It's Theo. Okay. So first of all, I just want to point out that I bought this hat to support the band. <laughs> it's the one piece of merchandise they sell. <laughs> Says one size fits all, Says but one I don't size know. Fits all. You don't Did need not. the straw. You know, you could just you could just take the straw out and just drink it normally. Mm, it's a very uh, tall beer, though. I mean, walk it that way. Three hundred, <laughs> four hundred grams. <laughs> I tell you what, folks. Uh, this this jazz, it's for cool cats. Mm. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move so, on. It's for cool cats. And I'll tell you what else cats are for. They are for relationships with humans. Now, it's going to take me a little while to explain exactly right, what I mean by that. And, We've got all night. And before that, I'm going to play the intro to the segment, which we are smoothly entering. As and you're smooth, not using that to buy time at all. As smooth as smooth jazz, it's paging Dr. Lucy. Here's some smooth jazz now. <laughs> That's not joining. Skip. 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 
It's all about the parts you don't do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'd have no experience with that, not doing farts. (laughs) Oh, goddamn boy. Not once on podcast. (laughs) And then in real life, constantly, whenever we are around each other. And also, anytime just before we start recording a podcast. (laughs) Every day I'm (laughs) libeled. Uh, look, folks, sometimes you've got to try and work out the problems in your relationships, like us with Theo and his farts. But, uh, you know, we also like to check in on, on Reddit, official cesspool of the internet. And we like to see what kind of issues people are asking for help with. Um, now, I saw one that really took my eye uh, and also made me go, oh, no, quietly while I was looking at it on my phone. This is from the subreddit uh, slash relationships. 24-year-old male, my girlfriend, 26-year-old female, fully believes that she is a cat in a human's body. Now, this one's going to get rough, folks. So, here we go. I know people are going to think I'm either trolling or baiting, but please read before you comment. This post has nothing to do with gender or trans issues. I am in no way intending to be offensive or anything. My girlfriend and I have been together for nearly eight months, and she's always been a very quirky and nerdy person. Break up with her. Um, <laughs> red does, flag. <laughs> does, <laughs> cosplay, red flag. Um, does cosplay very into anime and role-playing, etc. Nothing too weird. Hmm. We've been kind of distant lately with everything going on and me being an essential worker, so we haven't seen each other and only talk for half an hour a day. Well, last Tuesday we got to hang out at her place, and she wore cat ears and a belt with a tail the entire time. At first, I thought it was either going to be a sex surprise. We love those, don't we, fellas? Sex, oh, sex surprise. surprise. <laughs> you really don't know what you're going to get with a sex surprise. <laughs> I just, I want to take a little straw poll of the people I'm talking to right now. How many times do you enter a room and your partner is there and there's something going on that, that gives you the thought, oh, oh. I think a sex surprise is on the cards. This is only what ladies do, right? Men don't do sex surprises. And when well, they we do, do but nobody likes it. Nobody <laughs> likes it. Um, <laughs> it's not good. Predominantly awful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm in the whipped cream bikini from that Not Another Team From movie. Not Another Team. I would love that sex surprise. That's the only good sex surprise I can think of. Yeah, but I'd have to be... Chris Evans in the scenario. Yeah, in, though, in right? that scenario, yeah. it is Chris yeah. Evans, yes. I'm going to have trouble pulling that off, I think. I don't think it really constitutes a surprise. If it's like, oh, I've just strapped all the equipment on. <laughs> surprise. You're never going to guess what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> you come through the door, I'm in my bondage gun down. And we're ready to go. <laughs> so, uh, he's thinking that uh, it was either going to be a sex surprise or her testing a new cosplay... But nope, she sat me down, asked me if I really do love her, and then hit me with a very long monologue that essentially summed up to, I am a cat in a human body. I wish I was joking. I thought I misunderstood, and then believed that maybe it was a weird joke, but she kept being serious about it and doubling down. I left shortly after because I had a shift at work, and I still believed it was an oddly drawn out joke and nothing more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd love to leave a situation like that going I assume that was meant to be That's funny. definitely a joke Yeah, we don't need to wrap this up or anything Yeah Probably just leave this open-ended 
Uh, she ended up texting me with resources to help me understand, which is when I realized that she really is serious. Apparently, she believes she is an other kin. No! Now, Mm. we've all heard of this concept, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been on Tumblr. I've seen Tumblr posts. (laughs) We've all seen Tumblr posts. She believes she is an other kin, a person who holds the belief that they are not human. She says she was introduced to this by one of her friends months ago and has since joined discords and communities of others like her. Oh, what her is... Fr- I'm sorry, what does this discord look like? It's just people, like, <laughs> typing meow in there, like, <laughs> talking about just, cat stuff. It's, it's just random letters, like, they're walking <laughs> across the keyboard. Yeah, across the keyboard, that's right. Oh, my God. Um, Her friend believes he is a demon trapped in a human body. And she sent me a testimonial that was supposed to be touching, but it's basically just about a dude thinking he is Naruto. (laughs) (laughs) I I was reading this in bed the other night. And wife of the show, my wife, Eleanor, says, Isn't it weird that uh, all these people always happen to be like something cool and sexy in the body of a human no one's ever like i am a 100 year old tortoise Mm, i'm a brick (laughs) (laughs) i'm a brick in a human body (laughs) yeah yeah no one's ever no one's ever what's uh what's the unsexiest animal that you could be on the inside ben blobfish yeah it's definitely blobfish (laughs) sitting your wife down i have to tell (laughs) i am a Blobfish kin. Oh, God. Um, She explained her other type kin as being a cat. And now she 100% thinks she is a cat. How did she know she was a cat, you ask? I do ask. I certainly do. (laughs) According to her, sleeping a lot, liking the sun, hating water, feeling more comfortable crawling on fours, and claiming to understand what cats are saying and be able to talk to them through meowing. Scrolling immediately back up to see the ages of these people. She's twenty-six-year-old girlfriend. She is older than him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not a child. Not a child. Apparently Not a girl. Just, Not yet a woman. Yeah, <laughs> having a complete mental breakdown. She has also apparently been distant with nearly everyone we know, IRL, as I got multiple messages asking me to let her know to be in touch with them. My head has been spiraling this past week. I keep thinking it's a joke, but nope. She is deathly serious about this and has handed in her two weeks resignation at her job because cats don't work. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking baller. Oh, this is incredible. I'm with her now. She's good now. Well, I would prefer to lie in the sun in my lounge room than go to my job, so... Guess I'm a cat. You know? Hmm. I think I'm done with work. I think I'm done with work now. Does he have to wear like a condom that gives him a spiked penis? Oh no. Oh no. <sighs> well, if he was supportive, he would. You know? Mm. <clears throat> um, so she's handed in her resignation. Again, I wish I was joking. I've been limiting my interactions with her ever since because this is hurting my head a whole lot and I just can't cope. She's also surrounded herself with a large amount of yes men and women who support her 100% and are enabling this, some even encouraging her to make a Patreon and make other kin content that they would contribute to. 
which she brought up when I asked her about quitting her job. To make things worse, I can't discuss this with anyone in real life because I know how crazy it sounds and I know that leaving her is a valid option, but I'm in love with this woman and I now don't recognize her and I know that there is something very, very wrong and I can't reach out to her and she refuses to hear anything from me unless it is unconditional support. What the fuck do I do? Now, get out of there, bro. I would argue he doesn't mm-hmm. love that woman. He loves the idea in his head of that woman that he had. Before yeah. finding out who she really is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before finding out she is a cat. If he really loves that woman, he's going to start making some accommodations for the cat version of the person that he loved. That's true. Otherwise, no. Now, there's uh, some very good supplementary information here. There is an edit to this post in which OP says, Just got off work. was very surprised with the amount of comments. I honestly just expected a bunch calling me crazy. I'm reading them now, and I want to say thank you to everybody who took the time out of their day to give me advice. I appreciate it. To address some things. Number one, her and I have been friends for two plus years prior to dating. That is why I'm reluctant to just up and leave. Number two, I've read a comment asking if she has a history of mental illness. Not to my knowledge. Aside from her being diagnosed with mild social anxiety in high school, I'm going to try to reach out to her mother to check up on her, maybe even visit. I, yeah, I think maybe... A little check-in with a mental health professional. Just a little check-in. little... I mean, each to their own. Maybe she'll just simply find the right cat man for her. Mm. And all power to you, sweetie. Uh, Number three. Yesterday was the first time that I truly confronted what was going on. I've just kind of been pushing it out of my mind and praying and hoping it was some kind of drawn-out joke. But now that I've had time to truly ponder it, I think it has been a long time coming. (laughs) (laughs) She's... Go on. She's been buying a lot of cat memorabilia (laughs) and a a lot of her cosplays are cat related. When I brought up the possibility of me getting a cat in the near future, she made a joke about being too territorial for a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) She's also, uh, for the last few months, been shitting in a pile of sand in the living room. Oh, boy. Um, he does say in the comments, no litter box yet. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's a threatening possibility. It's coming. It's certainly coming. It's so coming. He does, he does address the presence of Demon Man, uh, the guy who has oh, been talking to his girlfriend. Oh, tell me more about Demon Guy. Claiming yeah. to be a demon. I don't know who Demon Man really is. All I know that he has been a part of her virtual Dungeons and Dragons group since last year. What the fuck? Also, so far, no litter box in the picture. Sorry to disappoint slash relieve some of you. When I asked about her plans as a cat, other than quitting her job, she had sent me her to-do list, which I didn't bother opening or reading until yesterday because I was too busy wishing all of this was a fever dream. The to-do list includes purchasing a scratch post for her nails, (laughs) (laughs) switching to a carnivore diet, and dyeing her hair red because she is a ginger cat. Wait, a, a carnivore diet? Yep. Like only meat? Well, okay. probably well, some grass from time to time. Oh, really of course, because you, you need to get those acids in there. Yep. Uh, that sounds... This is probably the part that is I am objecting b- to the most. bothered you the most. Yeah, because <laughs> now she's going to get the fucking Jordan Peterson disease where you eat only meat and become completely miserable. Uh, that can't be sustainable, surely. Oh, boy. 
He says, as much as it hurts, I have no intention to continue to be in a romantic relationship with her because she will absolutely not hear anything that is not 100% support. I love her, but I love myself. That's right, King. And I don't want to be dragged down to something like this, especially when it feels like I'm talking to a brick wall. Um, I will try to remain in contact with her to make sure she is not spiraling towards a mental break. I will visit her today to have a talk and officially break it off, even though she's been refusing to see me unless I am completely on board. Then I will buy a couple of bottles of alcohol and down them in my flat. I have really enjoyed the cat puns, and apparently I need to Google who Maureen is. <laughs> Which is very funny for any fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. For uh, the character Dennis, who married a woman named Maureen Ponderosa, who began a plastic surgery fueled transition into a real-life mm-hmm. Catwoman. Right. Oh, boy. Oh, that was a roller coaster. I um, I feel like we maybe talked about, like, other kin stuff a really long time ago on the show. Have. Yes. Years ago. Years ago. And I reckon this was the thing. I, I feel like we took a question from the mailbag, like, years ago that was like, what's, what's the thing that you think, like, will make you sound like an old conservative person? And I was mm. like, this. <laughs> this. It's definitely this. So I was like, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe in 10 years, everyone will be looking back everyone at this will be and canceling kin? us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> canceling us for, for mocking the very concept of other kin. But as somebody in the comments has pointed out here, this seems to be a culture that like purely only exists on the internet. Or maybe um, because of people like you, humiliating maybe. them. Mocking them, forcing them into the shadows of Tumblr. Spraying them with a water bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What do you do with that, you know? I think you either make a decision in your head that you're like, I love this person so much that this, if this is the thing that makes them happy, I will accommodate them in whatever way I can. Or you say, I'm so sorry. This is fucking nuts to me. I, I hope you find now. another cat person out there. Mm-hmm. All right, you absolutely me... have like the perfect parachute for getting out of that relationship as well. Oh. If that's what you choose to do. Yeah, the parachute um, being... I'm not a cat person. I'm not oh. a cat person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I simply cannot do this. If you're a dog kid, I'd if you're be a dog, board. more of a dog person. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, if only. Okay, so so let me, let me tease this out for a second there, Ben, because let's I'll say... Let's say that you were like, I really love this person and I want to support them. Mm-hmm. You, you're like taking on a, a ward. You're like, I, I now have a human-sized cat. I also mm. think there are issues with having sex with a cat personally. But like you now, you now have someone who's saying, now I am a cat. I am going to live as a cat. I will do as the cat does. I will be as the cat is. If it was you know? just sexual, I feel like you could maybe get past it if you were that kind of person. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. at least you're delineating the time in which this is happening. Yeah. You're yeah, saying absolutely. when the sex starts, 100%. You treat me like a fucking, fucking it's cat. cat. time. It's cat time's on. But cat, cat time, time never ends here. Cat time never ends. I mean... If- is, if you're not is, in the mood, you spray them with the bottle and you go back to gaming, you know? Like, is <laughs> is cat time entering into their professional life at this stage? Like, it's, are I they... Mean, well, no, like she it. quit her job. She fucking quit her job. Yeah, mm. right. This is what I'm saying is that, like, if, if you're going to indulge someone to the all-out extent here that we're talking about, 
you're accepting someone saying, I'm going to quit my job and live in our apartment and spend 12 hours a day just moving to different spots to catch where the sun is. I mean, like, and you will pay if you describe rent. it in those terms, that's like the dream life. Well, we don't like to that's be doing That's fucking it. perfect. You don't have to pretend to be a cat to admit that you would like to be like taking sun naps on the couch. I mean, you know? now that I think about it, that is essentially how I live <laughs> my life. Mm. It's good. I'd recommend it to everyone. And you're getting more covered in hair by the day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> mm. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think... Uh, I mean... T- to me, to me, like... Um, th- there's various elements of this, including, like, withdrawing from all of the actual real-life relationships that you have to the extent that all of the people that you know are contacting your boyfriend to say... Where has this person gone? I think that that seems like a pretty bad red flag, like mental health wise. Mm, definitely. I think that quitting your relationship, or sorry, quitting your job as a result of something that internet only friends from your D&D group have convinced you is a good idea is also a, a bit of a red flag. Mm. I think <clears throat> at the very least, you know, Pop the hood on that old brain and rummage around in there. See what's going on. Damn, our other kin fans are going to be pretty mad. Furious, at us fucking for this one. Furious. My goodness. Um. Then you know, there's there's the more benign versions of this, like this post. Um, twenty two year old male. Once again, we've got a older woman, younger man scenario here. Twenty two year old male. Uh, my twenty four year old girlfriend uses her tongue to groom her cat. How do I tell her that it's disgusting without hurting her feelings? Uh, basically, what the title says, sometimes we kiss and there's hair in my mouth. No. <laughs> oh, no. The issue is that her cat got her through very bad times. And she is sensitive when I say anything negative about the cat. For example, when it scratches me and I get mad, she then gets mad at me for reacting negatively. Can't take this anymore. Someone please advise me. Leave. How would you advise this one, Ben? Because it doesn't require quitting your job or all of your interpersonal relationships. But it's pretty gross. I, I feel like you can kind of categorically just say, hey, that's fucked up. Please stop. <laughs> uh, Lucy, what do you think? Oh, straight up. That's uh, extremely fucked up and gross. It's like you can you can love the cat without licking the cat, right? That is mm. so true. You can lavish attention. You can get one of those gloves. Have you seen those gloves? You do, yeah, yeah shaped I've like seen those gloves. Mm. <laughs> big, big tongue glove. Mm-hmm. Pretty big. creepy, but better than using your real tongue. <clears throat> big David Cronenberg prop. <laughs> yeah, and really glove. effectively, all she's doing is wetting the cat. You don't have the little, you know, little the spurs on your tongue. Yeah. Um, no, you can get a. Uh, you can get gloves that have like you know that are covered in like the the Velcro hooks kind of things, and you just you pat your cat and then. And it pulls all the loose hairs out and everything. They get a nice little brushy brushy. Uh, and you don't have to fill your partner's mouth with cat hair. I will you say uh, she's right about one thing, is that he shouldn't get mad when the cat scratches him because they do not understand negative reinforcement. <laughs> He's just fucking up on that front. They sure don't. <laughs> Why does anyone have cats? That is a great question. Theo? And Andrew? I'm a wonderful cat. My cat's just really nice. My cat. Just... Most people are just really bad at having cats. Yeah. I don't get yell at them and then. How do I communicate with something that doesn't get it when I'm yelling at it? (laughs) (laughs) 
What am I supposed to do? We'll, we'll talk about cops later in the show. <laughs> no, cats rule uh, on on the just the low um, maintenance side of pets. Yeah, you put out some food. Although that's it, my cat fucking hassles me about stuff. She follows me around the house. That's like, definitely the shittiest part of the day. Wah, wah, wah. And then uh, sometimes she decides that she doesn't want to drink the water out of her water bowl. She wants water from a very specific other source, like um, the bath. She'll go into the bathroom, jump on the edge of the bath, mm, and yell cats at me be until drinking I. Drinking out the bath. They do drink a bath water. Little freaks. Little freaks. Freaks. Hmm. We got one more here. From r slash relationships, my girlfriend gave me a horrifying pillow with pictures of me and her on both sides. <laughs> I'm listening. Um, there seemed to be an implication in the comments of this post that this was a long distance relationship. Not sure whether or not this changes the dynamic, but keep it in mind. So my girlfriend for my birthday gave me this pillow with both our faces on both sides. I hate it. I never want to be seen with it. I don't be seen with it. <laughs> you have to walk around with it. <laughs> I don't see how she thought I would like this. I think she thinks that me having this would prevent me from seeing other girls, which I never had any intention of doing. Fuck. Do I lie and tell her I like it or straight up tell her I hate it? So in her mind, is she kind of, or is he imagining that she's imagining that he would have to like, push this pillow out of the way with their faces on if he's going to get with another girl? Yeah, like bring, he'd bring her that, home. He'd bring her home. The pillow be... is there and he goes, oh, no. Oh, no. What have I done? Genius. Oh, no. I just remembered how much I hate this pillow. Oh, this fucking pillow. Uh, some of the suggestions in the comments were like, uh, you don't have to tell her you fucking hate it, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one person was like, maybe you could just sleep on it for like a week and then send it back to her and be like, I want you to share this great experience. And now it has my scent on it. Sure. Uh, Why doesn't she have to have the pillow? So she can't see other guys, you know? Send it right back to her. Yeah. Put it back on her, you know? I think if if you're going to... um, if you're going to do the pillow with your face on it, I think you should go all out and have a full-size Japanese body pillow of yourself made. You'd have to. It's weird otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I didn't want this to be weird, and that's why I'm shipping you this six-foot-plus <laughs> Definitely six-foot-plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I'm a large man. Uh, although I'm not looking to have a body pillow myself made, to be honest. Uh, I'm looking to invest $30,000 in a custom real doll based on my likeness. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Those things are just the worst They're concept. so creepy. I've seen so, so many upsetting. documentaries about them. They're very they upsetting. Have all the bones in them and everything. And, oh, they're uh, no good. Saw some sex just... dolls in Japan that I wish I did not see. <laughs> Did you guys see that video on the the guy in America who has like one of the largest um, personal gun collections in the world? No. Um, he um, accidentally blew up his wife with a rocket, <laughs> okay. and now he lives with a bunch of real dolls in his house with his thousands of guns, with like oh literally millions of dollars worth of guns. It's incredible. I wish I knew what to search for that. 
Guns man. Real wife dog. rocket. <laughs> Body pillow? Oh, boy. Um, I think the thing that bothers me the most about like the real dolls and all that sort of stuff, more than anything else, and there's a lot of aspects to be bothered by, I think we can all agree, mm. um, is the whole like, hey, you better lie this in a bath full of warm water for like... <laughs> For however long, oh, so God. it doesn't feel like a I big. I did corpse. not know about. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that's some real uh, anyway, Black Mirror the, stuff. The guy I was trying to remember his name is Mel Bernstein. <laughs> uh, in and in 20, 2012, um, his wife and business manager uh, was accidentally killed during the filming of a promotional piece for a new Discovery Channel reality show featuring Christ. Bernstein and his crew called Dragonland. Flannel was struck by two smoke bombs traveling at 150 miles per hour. Oh, <gasps> Holy no. fuck. Just. Th- that <laughs> seems bad. And I think they filmed like the whole thing, and this was the fuck. last scene that they filmed, and they had to throw out the entire TV show because, in the very last scene that they filmed, his wife got ethered. You know that the dude was like, this is terrible. But could we not edit around? <laughs> you know, if you're the kind of guy who's like Dog the Bounty Hunter style making a reality show out of your life, mm. you know that that guy is more interested in being on TV than he is having a wife, right? 100%. Certainly. Yeah. yeah I mean, what do, you, what do you do with that knowledge? What do you do with the knowledge that your wife has been obliterated by weapons at your bidding someone filmed it all and the film exists what do you do with that knowledge do you say let me see it one time no were they filming it were they filming it with like a phantom cam or you can watch it together and have a bit of a laugh well no you can't you can't watch it with her she's gone where did she die yeah, yeah. She's very oh. dead. Extremely oh. dead. <laughs> Wish I didn't Very dead. Oh, that's a... Uh, okay. <laughs> this Lucy, is like, um... You are cancelled. Certainly. Finally. So, so did you guys see that story from... I'm going to say sometime in the last 12 months. When in, in Australia, they were filming the, like, new season of My Kitchen Rules... And they're trying to turn it into like some Big Brother type bullshit where they say, ah, we're having rivalries. We're going to split it into two teams, each headed by one of the different celebrity chefs. And all of the teams will have to live in this house together so that we can, you know, manufacture some animosity or whatever um, for the duration of the show. And is it? Uh, can somebody check if it's Channel 7 that makes... My kitchen rules I before I like def- before I, I fucking defame it somebody. Definitely is right. So, so during the course of filming this show, at some stage, one of the couples who are contestants on the show are downstairs in the house that they're all living in, um, and they're messing around on the couch. And this guy is, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think of a better way to put it. Fingering this lady. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've look. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw down the gauntlet here. I think the phrase "digitally penetrating" is worse than saying super fingering. Gross. It's Can really I, gross. Sorry, they're both, I'm, I'm they're probably both fixating on they're the wrong thing here. 
Yep. When you say you're throwing down the gauntlet, yep. <laughs> it sounds to like... Whom? To whom? Yes. Who are you That's challenging on this? I'm challenging you to tell me which of these things you think is worse. Uh... The only digital penetration I care about. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Cyber sex. Yes. Mm. I didn't have anything better than that. Oh, good. Um, it's a very bad phrase. It's a horrible phrase. It's It's got a real courtroom document smell. On it, it definitely it's, does. You know? I know it's that fucking, digitally um, means that, but it shouldn't mean that. We know what digitally yeah. means. It means on the internet. And that's why we use a nice phrase like finger blast. That's right. You know? It's a fucking, so this, uh, what's it called? It's a, a, a dysphemism. It's where, like, the phrase you use to not say the thing that you're talking about actually is worse than the thing you're describing. So the opposite of a euphemism, like dropping the kids off the pool to mean I'm taking a shit. A dysphemism. Sounds like you're getting finger blasted by the albino twins from The Matrix. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Uh, the lawnmower well, man has come over to finger fuck me. <laughs> I am being digitally penetrated. Yeah. So this guy is digitally penetrating uh, this lady on the couch. They're making out, and then they hear a noise. So and then, after all of this, you've gone with. Well, we're saying them all. <laughs> we're saying them all. He's he's penetrating this woman via the internet, and um. And they hear a noise and they look up and at the top of the stairs is a Channel 7 cameraman filming them. Cool. And they cool. go, what the fuck are you doing? Because it's like 5am. It's not like we're making a reality show time. No one else in the house is awake other than this cameraman who's like, cool. And they go, hey, buddy, what the fuck is up? And they go and confront him and they say, what are you doing? Can you please delete that footage? And he says, Yes. I have deleted the footage. Wink. Wink. And so what he actually did with the footage instead was showed it to everybody and they sent it all around the Channel 7 offices where they all watched it together in meeting rooms and laughed. When did this happen? Like within the last 12 months. Oh, God. Also, that guy totally had the uh, someone's getting fucked pager. He was on someone's <laughs> getting fucked pager duty. <laughs> um, but yeah, this like uh, Channel 7's defense was like, well, look, number one, they signed a contract saying that they consented to being recorded at all times in this house. But number two... Um, Sorry. Like, it was just, it was just the worst shit. And they, they just had no explanation for, like, these these reports of them all watching it together and being extremely fucked up. So, that's pretty cool. I think we can all agree. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. How do we get there? How do we get to talking about... Someone backtrack us through that for a second. I, it was all you. You, you drove it there. Hmm. You're in the driver's seat. Sex dolls. Oh, your wife being filmed getting killed. Okay, mm. for a reality mm-hmm. show. Sorry. Sometimes we're talking about something and I'm like, how the fuck do I am? <clears throat> Speaking of filming things that are extremely traumatizing and embarrassing. Got a little bit of footage here. Um, this seems to be a current phenomenon of the police in America being victims of the gravest crimes. 
Sure. I know a lot of people are concentrating on all of the, what do you call it, um, state-sanctioned murder, all of the summary executions on the street of people who uh, are unarmed and running away from the police. Yes, that seems bad if that's what you want to focus on. We're here to talk about the real victims. Who wants to describe the nature of this clip before I play us the audio from it? I feel like you should just play it. Okay. So, I mean, well, I, I think the only key thing to know here is uh, it's someone filming themselves in a cop car in the uniform of a cop. Classic classic filming your car self in the car to complain about a thing. People love areas. that one, don't they? I have never filmed myself talking inside a car, and I don't think I ever will. And I'm not embarrassed of owning a 2000 model Ford Falcon that couldn't be roadworthy, so it's still in registered the name of the person. Oh, no. Is that what happened to it? Well, That's... you know, maybe don't have to. But I just, I feel like people love that filming in the car thing, and it's just very weird. Like, if you ever look at the, uh, the accounts of... Uh, like the weird Marga grandparents. Mm. Uh, they've always got either photos or videos of themselves inside their cars. Is it because it's a relatively that's soundproof true. environment? That's nice lighting, I guess. You've got your uh, you got your natural lights out there. Nice acoustics, perhaps. Americans truly love to film themselves talking while they drive somewhere. And is they that sure because do. they spend all of their time driving to places? Yes, probably. So, um, this woman allegedly named Stacy, who has allegedly been a police officer for 15 years, has filmed this video of herself, uh, being devastatingly traumatized, has posted it onto the internet, whence it has gone viral. Let's take a listen. Brace yourselves, because this is hard to hear. It's hard to hear what our brave law enforcement officers are being put through and the kind of victimization they're being subjected to. So, you know, content warning for that. I decided to come to the McDonald's at Love's on the Ford Avenue exit. And I waited in line to get my food. I had already done my mobile order so that, you know, people don't pay for my stuff because I just always like to pay for it myself. But I'm on my way home from work. Um, when I pull up to the window, they hand me my receipt, so I go to the second window to get my food, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. And so the girl comes to the window and asks me what my order was. I repeat my order and my coffee um, order, and they ask me to pull up because my food's not ready. It's uh, an English muffin meal with a hash brown and coffee and I mean I hadn't eaten since I don't know, probably about I mean I've been up for a very long time but I haven't eaten in a while so I was kind of hungry and I'm still waiting and I'm still waiting and they asked me to pull up so I pull up forward and uh, a girl comes out with my coffee and just the coffee and she hands it to me and at my window down and that's all she hands me is the coffee. <laughs> so I told her, I said, don't bother with the food because right now I'm too nervous to take it. It doesn't matter how many hours I've been up. It doesn't matter what I've done for anyone. Right now I'm too nervous to take a meal from McDonald's because I can't see it being made. 
I don't know what's going on with people nowadays, but please just give us a break. Please just give us a break. I don't know how much more I can take. I've been in this for 15 years and I've never, ever had such anxiety about waiting for McDonald's drive-thru food. So just have a heart and if you see an officer, just tell them thank you. Because I don't hear thank you enough anymore. Oh, I don't oh, hear thank you enough no. anymore. So just there's just so much going on here. So much. I mean, even if we start with the core of the story in which she has somehow been victimized by her drive-through taking longer than she expected it to. Yep. I think that seems to be the main issue. I I think reading between the lines, right, that the reason that it is taking so long is because um, the staff behind the McDonald's counter have run out of the industrial strength bleach that they were mm-hmm. going to put into it and have gone mm. behind in the stock room and that kind of try and find the bottle An- to Antifa's pour it into. Antifa's got to go like, get some more. Mm-hmm. Like the whole the whole deal is that they're busy poisoning it, right? Like, is that is what this, she's getting at? I if, I feel like. Because like she's nervous about the food arriving and it's food arriving late and it's just a bit from Super Troopers right that it's going to be late because they're spitting it or something like that. That's the whole deal, right? Well, they're not going to bring it to her because they just everyone hates cops. Yeah. No, they're going to uh, put the special secret ingredient in it that gave uh, those cops the three cops that went to Shake Shack diarrhea. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but then when they tested it. Couldn't prove that it was poison. Couldn't prove it's milk, secret diarrhea sir. poison. The secret ingredient is milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Shake Shack. That is what the ingredient is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I get diarrhea every time I go to McDonald's. So, I mean, I'm not gonna. You could just say of I get me. diarrhea most days of my life, and that also would have been true. It's hard to separate the causes, but yeah, is it? Can I can I read you guys the bio of uh, the person that posted this video? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure there may be other copies of it. Who knows? But the description of it was, Stacy, who has been a cop for 15 years, went to McDonald's. She paid for it in advance, and this is how she gets treated for being a cop, which is amazing. But the, the bio gets better. Uh, Tennessee, proud American, hashtag code of vets, Trump 2020, God bless our troops, pro-life, mm-hmm. constitutional conservative independent, no porn. <laughs> no <laughs> porn. God damn it. So every single thing in that bio, all the phrases are delineated by a little American flag, except for no porn, which has two of the, like, circle with a cross through it either side of it. Uh, if you're looking for porn, please don't go to TCAG2020 underscore Anne. You will not find it there. My goodness. Um, yeah, apart from the fact that there's, there's a very strong uh, accusation that this woman has been victimized by the cops despite any evidence that, like, what happened to her was a result of her being a cop. Mm. Um, but it rules because it's, like, a very specific extrapolation of the delusion that they're under and have been, like, continually under for the for the last, like, you know, recent memory in that they are constantly being attacked or poisoned or what have you. And every single time... Oh, it turns out it's just the, the cop... It, we we just got confused. Like the guy, the cop, 
I'm um, saying that he got a McDonald's burger with a bite already so taken good. out of it. So and it turned out he good. just forgot that he'd bitten the burger. <laughs> yeah. Right. And every and all of these, it's it's just this continuing like snowball effect that they're getting more and more rolled up and more and more paranoid about fast food and people interactions with people over things that they had previously imagined to be real attacks. Like it's the whole like purpose of them being so so anxious is because they've previously imagined these things and they're just making themselves like more and more worked and up about so it. So worked up to the point that this should just be immediately failing whatever psychological evaluation one hundred supposedly exists. Oh, there's no psychological evaluation. Certainly <laughs> not. And the terrifying thing is like is is if you just take this this like. Um, this mindset and you stamp it onto their everyday interactions with like people on the job and you look at the fact that in America it is a quite often a legal defense that's mounted that they were afraid for their life even though there was no threat whatsoever right and then they in the process of that they shot an innocent person that that defense has been raised again and again and again and you look at this where they're where they're scared to take food for an entirely imagined threat, it's it's terrifying. Like the situation mm. that they've created for themselves. It's very alarming. Uh, and these I, people have guns. They have guns. I've made a big mistake here, and I've started looking at the replies to this tweet. Um, oh, they're not good. And this is on me. All right, so this is one of the more popular replies. It's put to the top here. Uh, one, McDonald's has parking spots for people to wait when their orders take a while because sometimes they take a while. There is no conspiracy. Two. It's common courtesy to give someone a drink while they're waiting for their food. There is no conspiracy. Pretty reasonable until they're absolutely decimated by at KimberlyVet715. <laughs> First off, this makes zero sense. Second, <laughs> I have had food take an insane long amount of time. And when they bring the food out, they bring the drink and the food. Third, not every McDonald's has designated parking spots. So you have no idea what you're talking about the fuck is she talking about <laughs> absolutely demolished my goodness a very sensitive breed of people these police it's, um yeah it's good I just... that we give them absolute power mm. over our lives and bodies well i think that this just demonstrates like how much of an incredibly structural endemic issue there is especially like the whole bit at the end where she's like I didn't I, I think I think there's like three points in this which which point at something very significant. The first one, I prepay for my order because I like to pay for my things myself. Suggestion yeah. being that people will frequently pay for so the what meals. She means, of, or just that McDonald's gives you free food for being a the, cop. Well, because there's the whole thing which where cops do. go into McDonald's and order a coffee and they give it to them free because they're cops, right? Mm-hmm. So make, making a point, doing a little Police virtue signaling of I paid for my own food. I didn't expect them to give it to me. Well, you fucking shouldn't, but okay. Um, then there's the part where the transaction didn't instantly result in her being just given what she expected the moment she came through. She had to wait and she didn't get... Like, you don't get to see the fucking food being made in front of you at the drive through anyway. It doesn't matter whether you had to go and wait in the car park. Or whether they gave it to you through the window. You didn't watch them make it. You don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah. And then at the end, the if you see a cop, thank them. Because I don't hear thank you enough anymore. 
Does anybody else have so. a job where they expect just random people to constantly say, thank you for what you do? Thank you. You're so hey, brave. thanks for that JavaScript. <laughs> you know what? No one ever said those words to me. And writing JavaScript is really hard. <laughs> oh, try and get your average cop to write some JavaScript. You can't do it. I'll try and get your average developer to write some JavaScript. They can't do it. Am I right, Theo? Oh, hey, oh. Hey, oh. oh uh, yeah, and crying about, I don't hear thank you enough anymore. It's, it just, it all gives me this image of like, I am a cop. And as I move through society, my expectations at all times are to be fated with praise and adoration from the general public mm. and gratitude for the fact that I even do this job, let alone like gratitude for even being in the job, let alone fucking doing anything. You should be saying thank you to people when you see them getting their fucking breakfast at McDonald's. Exactly. You're not doing shit for anybody right then, are you? You're getting your She's breakfast. She's not even in her cop outfit. Like, why would they pay for her food or like give her free food? Stacy. Just weeping that not enough people say thank you to you anymore. Maybe Just also, like, people have some I, fucking expectations of you now. As a digression, when I like when I worked at Domino's or whatever, you know, and you fuck someone's order up, like the fact that they'd been sitting there hungry for, you know, they hadn't eaten for six hours or whatever, you know, none of that goes into the determination of fucking up someone's order. It's completely random. Like no one, no one gives a shit what your circumstances are because none of them matter. You know, Who like oh, this guy looks Stop. hungry. Let's fucking he looks hungry. ruin Let's his fu- night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he sounded hungry on the phone. You know, when you place your order, shit. you tell them when your last meal was, how physically intense your job is, and then they prioritize yep. the orders based on that. Yeah, and then they reverse them all in order of urgency. They say, the person who told me that they just ate a steak five minutes ago, they get their pizza first. Yeah, we've got five orders an hour that we have to fuck up contractually, so <laughs> we, we have to make them count. Oh, my God. When will cops start seeing themselves as the service workers that they are? Does it feel like they should smile more? Every time you look at the, like <laughs> the the list of like more dangerous professions than cops, it just it's insane to think that this weird deferential treatment that they absolutely fucking crave. Uh, oh, I fucking First I wish I could remember more about this, but there was like a thing heroes. where uh, there was a a venue somewhere in the states where they were like, we're not going to give a cop discount anymore. <laughs> and then the union for that city, the cop union, was just like, well, looks like we won't protect this town anymore. Like, you're like, okay, but who else is getting a free discount? Fucking garbage workers have a, a higher mortality rate or a higher fatality rate in the course of doing their job in the US. Construction workers, construction supervisors have a higher fatality rate. Like, it, they're not even in the top 25. Like, it's fucking nuts. But just because there's some weird, like, Hollywood idea of what policing involves, they demand to be treated like there's... I don't know. It's fucking insane. Say thank you to someone that does laboring for a job. Next I'm time you see a bricklayer, to... say, hey. Thanks. Thank you. Just trying to thank think of all bricking. the times that a police officer has helped me. I um mm-hmm. I post I posted mm-hmm. something about this on Twitter not very long ago because I was curious, right? I um because I you know, obviously there's been a lot of debate about defunding and abolishing the police and everything. And one of the popular 
retorts that I had seen to this was, oh, you want to defund the police? Well, who are you going to call when your house gets broken into? So and, they can show up six hours later? Yeah, and I was like, I have called the police when my house gets broken into. And they're like, and? And so, like, I, I, just, I post this thing saying, I'm genuinely curious for the people out there who say, who are you going to call if the police get defunded? How many people out there, like, have been robbed or had their houses broken into, whatever it might be? And what did the police do to help? And... The answer was thousands of people replying to me to tell their tales of their houses getting broken into, home invasions, this, that, and the other, and the police saying, oh, yeah, we don't do anything about that. Um, you yeah, know, effectively, I'm, you ring the police because that's the thing you need to do to claim your insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they, the process. They, it's step one. They put a stamp on your insurance form so you can hand it to them. Oh, and but you might ask, who are you going to call if you are sexually assaulted? Oh boy! And let me who, tell you, who are you going to call if you, you who are you going to call if you would like to be undermined and laughed at by the police? You know? mm-hmm. Who are you going to call if you would like them to use a rape test kit uh, and then just put it somewhere and never actually get it just processed? Just put it somewhere and tell you they'll give you a little card with uh, your case number on it, and then they'll tell you that they'll just call you back if they find anything. Somebody Feeling really safe. Somebody replied that like um that they had like a you know, like a box trailer that um either got stolen or towed or something by the cops. And when they were like, I want to get my shit back, they were like, Yeah, we can't find it. And they continued with this for like some very substantial period of time until they eventually were contacted by the police several years later, who said, Yeah, we got this trailer of yours and we need to get rid of it. <laughs> and they went, huh? And they were like, yeah, we, we got this trailer of yours down at the impound lot and we got to get it out of here. And it turned out that the police had just kept it and had been using it to move like snowmobiles, like snowplows around <laughs> for however long. Oh my God. So they just like jacked this dude's stuff. And then once they were done with it, we're like, you better come and get your shit. But um, yeah, like in, in my case, I lived in this apartment building in Canberra years and years ago. Um, One of the first places I lived when I moved out of home. And there was like a secure lockup under the building and it got broken into constantly. Um, Me me and the girl I lived with at the time, um, we both had cars because it's Canberra. And um, they got broken into like 10 times over 10 months. And each time that this would happen, somebody would get into the secure lockup under the building and break into our cars and every other fucking car down there. So they would break into like 20 cars at a time and they would do it roughly every three or four weeks, right? And so you'd call the police and say, hey, someone came down and broke into dozens of cars again (laughs) under this building like they do like fucking clockwork every month. And they'd go... Yeah. Yeah. You're like, any, uh, do you have any any feedback, any interest or anything? And they'd be like, no, well, you know, don't know what we're really supposed to do about it. And I could understand, I can understand like if you were like, hey, my car was parked on the street. Someone smashed the window and like took my wallet or whatever. Obviously, the cop's going to be like, 
I, I don't see how we can solve this crime. But in this particular case, I was like, this is clearly someone who has access to this secure area is coming back and doing it on a very regular recurring basis. And they're not doing it to one car. They're doing it to all the cars in the lot. You'd go down there in the morning, like to go to work and your car would have like the fucking back window caved in or whatever. Or um, my girlfriend at the time had a Suzuki Sierra with the soft top. And you know how you can just like pop the little buttons and do the zips and get into it? I don't know that, but sure. Well, you know, like a, a convertible type thing with the plastic. Right. The plastic sort of deal. But these people would still like slash through it with a Stanley knife, you know. Um, other people would be standing around and going, look at these big clear handprints on the window of the car that I just had detailed yesterday. And the cops are like, no, we're not coming down for that. Um, the the only thing I ever got from the cops about that one was, look, um, just fill in a report. And then if you fill in enough of those reports as your car continues to get broken into, the crime rate in your suburb will go up and we will use that to request additional funding. And maybe as a result, someone will eventually investigate this recurring crime. Wow. Cool. Cool. And it only just occurred to me when I was thinking about this recently that I was like, oh, that's, that's it. That's the grift. The crime is bad. The police don't do anything to help. Cops are grifters, huh? And then they use that as a way to ask for more money for the cops. They're the ultimate grifters. And look, my point isn't, as I said at the time, my point isn't that I want the police to be more effective at jailing people who break into cars. That's not my point at all. My point is just, I don't think you should have to interact with like an escalatory presence with a gun in order to get your... In order to get your little fucking receipt to take to the insurance. Mm-hmm. Because that is the only role that they're playing in this situation is to say, yes, you officially got broken into. Which conveniently, they managed to do without ever fucking coming down there and taking a look. They talk to you on the phone and say, sounds like you got broken into. Mm-hmm. And you file your police report. Listen, I used to think that defunding the police was a stupid and crazy idea. And then I read some things about it. And then I changed my mind. And it's simply that easy. Well, I will say from my own perspective, because we have established that we are the leftist political podcast for idiots who don't read good. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. And we're, you know, we're, we are not the theory podcast, right? We can all agree. We should find out what the theory podcast is so that we can direct people to that one. I feel. I don't think we should. Okay. Because you... (laughs) Because the theory podcasts, the hardcore ones, seem to be populated by psychopaths. You don't need to read theory. You can just read nice things by people smarter than us. There's plenty of it out there. There's a lot of it out there. I read upwards of 10,000 posts a day. (laughs) (laughs) And look how big your brain is getting. Your brain is enormous. Anyway, the point I was going to make is that um, I think I, I tend to not really comment on things that are about, like, abolishing the police. Because... As a person who does not read a tremendous amount of theory or books, <laughs> anything, <laughs> just posts, it's just posts. Now, as as somebody who, I, I am a person who struggles with what is, what are we talking about in the absence of that entire part of society? And I, I think we've actually had that conversation on the podcast before 
where uh, we were talking about police abolition and talking about things like traffic specifically or sort of road rules was the sort of mm. thing where you're like, well, what happens then? And like there, there are alternatives to all these sorts of things, but it's not like it does take a bit of thought to imagine what the world looks like because this is the paradigm we've had for like a couple of centuries and it's it's odd to think that it's not just like well there are rules and you follow them and then there are guys that tell you hey you're not following that it's strange well as a lot of people have pointed out um like the 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 creation of the police in a lot of different areas was purely and specifically to protect the property of landowners Slave and, owners. And to help help people keep their US. slaves in line. Yeah. Yes. And still they mostly just protect property. Yeah. For rich people. It's nine tenths of the law, baby. But well, sometimes they sometimes they take property, which is a fun little twist oh, on the old yeah, uh, yeah. on the old theme. Oh, you it's, know, it's like when the, uh, the Melbourne what council or whatever the city's council is. Uh, banned camping in the city and then confiscated all of homeless people's belongings. The the few things they had in the entire world, they just took away from them. And that's a problem that they can easily deal with. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's I, I think it is important going back to the, the, the question of what what it looks like to defund police. Part of that exercise is stop making social issues illegal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop making health issues illegal. Stop making issues of property illegal. Like all, all of these, all of these things. The reflex now is to just simply place a law in it. It's you know, it'll be illegal to be to sleep on the street. Right? Yeah, if it'll you make it a to... finable offence to be homeless, homelessness will disappear, cease to exist. And but, this brings me well. This brings me back to the point that I was moving towards, which is, I personally, I have traditionally struggled with. When people talk about abolish the police, I have the reaction that a lot of people have, which is, I, I don't really know what society looks like after that. However, the entire conversation around defunding the police is so much easier for me to degrasp, like degrasp, <laughs> so much easier for me to grasp, which is looking at exactly this type of thing. What actual role do the police play in when your house gets broken into? You phone them the vast majority of the time. They don't even attend the scene. And you say, I would like to make a report that my house was broken into. And they say, cool. What's your address and your name? I'll write it in my big ledger of crimes that happened. And then you can say to your insurance company, I have filed a report to say that I was broken into. And they go, cool. Now you can claim on your insurance. Is there any reason that that job cannot be done by a public servant as opposed to someone holding a gun. I mean, that even sounds like it could be done by a web form. The, sure the, like, the, the first time that I ever called the cops because I got broken into uh, was a net loss for me because I, I like, walked into my apartment, realised that every single thing that I owned had been upturned and thrown all over the floor of my apartment, uh, and I was like, oh, fuck, well, this fucking sucks. And I was, I don't know, in my early 20s and I lived alone and I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, I guess you call the police when you get robbed. And then the cops actually turned up. They come to the house. They sort of look for some reflective surfaces that have been touched for fingerprints. They can dust. And then uh, one of the cops says to me, you might want to check your butter. And I'm like, I'm sorry? Uh-huh. 
And he's like, yeah, you, you might want to check your butter. We've had a, yeah, there's a, a thing happening at the moment where, yeah, there's some stuff happening around that. And I'm like, I, I don't know what that means. And he's like, just check the butter. And then I like pull my butter out of the fridge, look at it. And I'm like, there's nothing there. And he's like, yeah, you might want to throw it out anyway. So I throw my butter in the bin and that is all the information they give me. Then they leave and then I never hear from them again. Cool. Okay. Excuse me? Yep. Have you thought long on this? Do you have I, any theories? Well, I mean, my first belief uh, was that maybe there is a string of people going around Brisbane shitting in butter, maybe. I don't really know. <laughs> and I will never know. This was also at the time, Theo, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, when the New Farm Nudist was at large. <laughs> Don't know if you recall when that was in the news. And they didn't end up catching you? <laughs> oh, hey, there he is. I can never afford to live or even do crimes in New Farm, so precluded from that. That is literally all that happened to me, is some cops came to my house, said, throw out your butter, I threw out my butter, and then that is it. I put all my stuff back together, and then I just rode off the hat, the weed, and the, like, $10 in loose change that was stolen. My goodness. I missed well, that also, hat, though. That was a great also, hat. Also, to, to kind of just take this to its logical conclusion, if the police's only role to, to when you... Effectively, you can never fund a police force such that there will be a policeman waiting exactly at the moment when a robber breaks through your window and takes all of your shit, right? Like, that is, that's not a goal that's that's attainable. So, clearly, in, in this... Um, landscape the only purpose for a police officer is then as you mentioned like come come in take the record and and go so part of the conversation about defunding the police must go hand in hand with taking that funding and funding social programs mm. that address the root cause of you getting your shit stolen oh. in, the, in the first place hey, okay but you say that right yes Oh, look at me. I want to treat the root cause. Doesn't it? Yep. It makes much more sense to treat the symptom because the symptom yes. is the bad part. If you part. just believe that, yeah. that one person in ten has the crime gland. That's mm. what it fucking is. This is the thing that has been driving me yes. insane, I think, actually, is that, uh, I mean, I'm angry every time I look at the internet, but uh, which is the natural, healthy response. But at the moment, every time I fucking see conversations around this, there is this goddamn fucking insane belief that every single moment, every single person is on the precipice of descending into insane, violent crime by nature of who they are, right? That the, the human existence, mm. if it wasn't for some people in blue uniforms with badges and a gun, would be people violently robbing and murdering each other all the fucking time. And Good the perch. only thing between that... Like it, it's I don't law. understand this. It's the just that like, little book with the laws on it. Otherwise, I'd be doing so much murdering. And that's what it is, right? Because they they genuinely believe that these people that have, are probably wealthy suburbanites who have not had to uh, interface with the police in any way think that the role of the police is that uh, you wake up, you're wearing your little nightcap, you're holding a candle on a plate, and you go, "Wait a second. And then you look out the window, and someone in a bandit mask and a striped shirt with a sack with a dollar sign on it, is trying to climb through your window. You pick up the phone. You say, operator, I would like to speak to the police. And then a cop shows up, and then they, they put them in the back of a sort of a Pope-mobile made of bars, uh, and then they take them back to the, the prison. And then that's how law and order works, is that the police intercept all crimes before they happen because people, by their very nature, will commit crimes at all times, 
unless the police are stopping them. It's this this fundamental view of the universe that every single person is violent and selfish it's and out shows. for themselves. Cop shows it, have done this. Everyone, no mm. one's making cop shows about arresting someone for marijuana possession and sending them to jail. They're all about like a guy <laughs> oh, that's fucking killed thirty women. I, I would love that, like CSI misdemeanors, <laughs> where every single episode is about like, yeah, this guy was having half a joint in a public park, so That'd we put so him in jail good. for seven years. That's how we stop the cop propaganda. They have to make what? that show, and for ever, all of us to get really mad about it. I, read, I, I oh. have only seen a few episodes of Cops, and it was only, like, till way later in my life. So, like, in my mid-20s, mid to late 20s or whatever, I, I saw my first episodes of Cops. And it is fucking unbelievable. It's like, so depressing. It's pretty bad. They're definitely the, doing the, some misdemeanors pe- on Cops. The people would watch this and go, yes, like, that that was justice. They, every single time they get people, up, they, people don't they watch get it and out say of the yes, car. Though. They say, they, cool, a poor person's getting shaken yeah, down. But they get out of their car and they and they walk up to a, to a person who is uh, visibly poor so that the audience at home can jeer and do whatever. And the first thing they do is handcuff them. And I just go like, holy shit. I, like, I remember I used, to, I used to hang out with this guy. Um, I used to get high with this guy for the obvious uh, crown reason of he always had weed. And he he would fucking like I'd get high and then he'd put on cops. That's that is like that's a bad time. That's, that's the worst no, time. Thank you. And I would I would be like saying to him, "Do me a favor and fucking turn this off." And he'd be like, "No, no, it's fine." And I'd be like, "Dude, I'm sitting here trying to have a nice buzz while I watch the cops on this fucking show pull someone over for some bullshit like having a tail light out, which again." shouldn't actually involve the armed violence response unit of the cops. And then they get somebody out, they pull them out of their car, they start fucking searching and snooping around and all this shit, and they wind up finding, like, fucking, you know, a quarter of a gram of weed left in a roach in the ashtray of the fucking car. And they go, oh, wow, this is... This is pretty rough, man, because, like, I can see here, looking at your record, that you're on your second strike. And you're on parole, which means that catching you in possession of this means that you're going to go to jail for 30 years. Wish it wasn't like that, but it is. Time to put the bracelets on. It's like, you, you get to just watch people on a fucking reality show have the fabric of their lives destroyed in real time and a lot of the time it's about nothing. Yep. I uh, I would 100% recommend listening to the, I think it's like a six-part podcast called Running From Cops that is just about the TV show Cops and its sort of editorial direction and uh, how they have just fucking ruined people's lives like innocent people's lives like there's there's one example in there where it's a guy who like uh gets arrested on camera by the titular cops of cops and they're like oh this guy's got a little baggie of drugs and he's like no it's himalayan rock salt and they're like ha 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 uh and then he got fired from his job because of it turns out it was himalayan rock salt this was a guy who just had salt on him all the time because he's like no i really like Himalayan rock salt, so I put that on all my food. Can't but blame there, there's, him, man. There's so many examples of this where, like, 
they found out that cops that featured on cops uh, planted drugs on people because it would give them better looking arrests because that increases their profile and stuff. Like, these people are fucking psychos. And, like, the weird combination of cops already being flawed human beings who are incentivized to arrest people and to assert their authority with the combination of it will be better entertainment and it will make you famous if you do those things makes people into absolute fucking monsters. Uh, it's it's terrifying. Writing from cops. Listen to it. It'll uh, make you feel very bad. That's my recommendation. There we go, folks. That is the recommendation for the week. And that is what we will leave you with. Thank you for joining us for this. Your crime pass is crime. Yeah, crime. Do regular crime. crime. Actually, I would, one more thing. I was thinking the other day. You know how we talk about like the idea of uh, replacing cops with social services? Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking, have you ever seen any of that stuff where like chapters of the DSA will do things where they say, hey, if you have like... Uh, oh, we'll a, fix all your broken taillights. Yeah, you have shit. a taillight yeah. that's out or whatever. You have these really minor violations that for some people is either an expense that they can't cover or it is a level of technical knowledge that they just don't have. Mm-hmm. Fucking imagine if cops just did that. Imagine if a cop pulled you over and said, hey, your indicator is busted. Um, do world. you want me to show you how to do that? Imagine if that is like we had people whose job was to help people be safer on the road and instead of penalising for th- people for things that cost fucking money, they just said, oh, I actually have a bunch of bulbs in my car and I can fucking do a teacher man to fish scenario here <laughs> where I can show you how you got to do this shit. Imagine the fucking way better world we would be looking at if it wasn't like a terrifying prospect. It is just something nice, a nice interaction you had. Just have a bit of time to think about it. <sighs> Go read some posts. Oh, actually, uh, another thing. Uh, Listen to Running From Cops and still at the moment on Verso Books, versobooks.com, the book The End of Policing uh, by Alex S. Vitale. Uh, It it is a, like, very detailed breakdown of how cops came about, the things cops address, the way they address those things badly, and the social services that could replace those things. So if for you in your head it's still a very abstract idea what a policeless world looks like or how that would be effective. Uh, it, it's a really, really detailed breakdown. So the, the ebook version of that is free. I've been reading that on my iPhone. Uh, and uh, The classic reading platform, the which, iPhone. The iPhone. I actually hate reading on my phone and also on my computer, it but sucks. Uh, it's free and there's a lot of stuff in there that I've had my own sort of doubts about that it has addressed directly. Uh, and yeah, free is good. That's my belief. Very good. And uh, just to prove how, you know, well-designated the resources of the police are in this country, uh, nearly a week after the last protest in Sydney, New South Wales police are still sitting out there guarding the Captain Cook statue in Hyde Park. Awesome. That's where all of your money that you pay to get fucking strip-searched and assaulted by cops and shot and sprayed with pepper spray and all that sort of shit... All the money that you get to fork out of that uh, is being spent to have a unit on scene at all times, making sure that no one throws some paint on a fucking statue of an old dipshit who got killed Feeling in Hawaii. Safe. Feeling safe. Wonderful stuff. Well, that's it for us, folks. Thank you very much for joining us. And we'll talk to you next week. So long.